0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Monday, February 19th, and today we are doing another episode of Check Ball, where we have a great list of NBA topics to cover. We are going to go through Kevin Ollie getting the Nets interim job, George Carl's Twitter post, our favorite All-Star game moment, favorite reflections of the season so far, and two predictions for the rest of the way. I am joined by a great guest, on the other side of this intro let's get it going i'm the type to get shit though
1: you the type to observe march man is on my speakers but today's november 23rd cause i'm loud in the blunt yeah i don't say what i want yeah probably someone sunny in 10 foreign women in the sun yeah that's all that i need that's all that i need that's all that i need Come on, brothers with me come my brothers with me and my mama's healthy that's all that i
0: Hello and welcome into another episode of Check Ball. As always, I am joined by Av. Today he is our All Star guest. As we get to All Star break, Av, welcome to the pod. Who are you repping, Donovan Mitchell? With your All Star Cleveland hat on right now?
2: Uh, I have this back from my LeBron days, but I figured they were they were so hot going into All Star break, it was it was time to break it out again. Also, it's still cold here in the
0: Northeast. I'm ready for spring. Am I in mid-season All Star break form by saying it's Tuesday and already screwing this up? I was gonna say I'm pumped. I wish it was Tuesday. That that would be great. I, I would I would take a little week closer, fast forward here. <laughs> one day that. closer to ball again, and 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 the next weekend.
2: Yeah, uh, mostly next weekend. But but I would say, given how subpar the All Star game was, we need to you know get some real games back in front of us and erase that
0: that memory. All right, so we got a few topics to go through. Five lists of list of five things I sent you. Kevin Ollie getting the Nets interim job. George Carl's Twitter post. Uh, we could reflect on some All-Star Game moments. Reflect on the season so far and what's been our kind of favorite moment or storyline or breakout, whatever. And two predictions for the rest of the way. As always, when we get to check ball, you get to let us know where we're starting. So tell us where Ooh, we wow. begin. I love it. I love it. So let's let's look back
2: at the first half of the season first. That that feels like chronologically the the farthest back. Um, and so I'll I'll even give you my pick there too. Given how I don't I don't necessarily know if this is how the second half of the season goes, I think OKC is is one of my two They're favorite my moments. List. Great. I'm I'm pumped that we both can give them a shout-out here before they maybe fall from first to second to third to fourth. But I, I think it's just great that they can build around their picks. They, it was one of those teams where it's like, okay, you can keep praising Presti and, and show their treasure trove of picks, but if they don't ever win, then what's it worth? And not only are they winning, they're, they've been in first place for a chunk of the year. So it's SGA's a legit uh, MVP contender. Chet's been fun. You never know what's going to happen with a dangly long boy like him. I, I like that team. They're fun.
0: I wrote for it. Thunder finally here. That's nice. how I wrote I like down that. like what I what yeah. potentially we're going to talk about if you left Thunder for me. I was going to say Thunder <laughs> finally made it. Like J Dub certified. J Dub yep. has a Jalen Brown type of ceiling when I watch them. I, I agree. Higher defensively, maybe because of that crazy
2: wingspan. He could keep getting stronger. I, I agree.
0: I think they're they're a version of can they become Celtics East? Is this the version of? Are we talking about SGA like we talked about Tatum when he was a few years ago, and JB as J Dub? Like, yeah, the similarities are 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 there. They also have a plethora of picks to go get their Derek White and their final pieces. Uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't make the move for Laurie Markkinen and another high usage offensive guy like so many people were linked to. I think they need to find that perfect role player. Like maybe ah, OG Ananobi was the right thing. I think moving forward, now that the Thunder have made it. David, let me know if you kind of like this take. Every trade that we see happen has to be qualified. Was is this a win or loss for that team? Plus, should the Thunder should have should the Thunder have topped this deal? Yeah, right? yeah. So yes, because when we you look know at they have the assets, OG Ananobi yeah. going to the Knicks, we have to immediately say win for the Knicks. We'll see what happens for the Raptors if if quickly and RJ become guys for them, uh, but. Should OKC have topped the offer and just tried to go go get OG Ananobi themselves? And it's just like, I kind of like, yeah, they might have missed the boat on that one.
2: Couldn't agree more in terms of they should ask themselves that on every single trade opportunity because they have the assets to make it happen. Couldn't agree more that that's the kind of guy that they need, more defensive oriented, but can still score, hit the open three. The The only thing that I would say on that specific deal is clearly Masai wanted to get some young talent back. I do think that there were pick trades on the table for him and he chose RJ and quickly, which de- depending on how you feel about their future is uh is a good deal for them because they're real players and they're good and you know what that'll turn into but i i just think that's more of a Masai not going for for picks and trying to send the message to his base that you know he was kind of
0: throwing the season for my favorite reflection of the season so far i had a few things yeah i had the lebron versus curry game as just like yeah. a moment yeah. that was insane the double ot game curry yep. ripping his jersey lebron having 36 and 20 i think it was Yeah, something wild uh, rebounds wise. Might have been 17 or
2: 19, but still.
0: Yeah, okay. So that was like one of my favorite moments. Uh, If we're going to talk another stream quickly, I wrote Timberwolves aren't ruining ant and cat. (laughs) Yeah. Like it finally fucking worked. And today they re signed Mike Conley to that two year, 21 million extension, absolute bargain for getting Conley. Uh, Seems like Timberwolves finally going to be relevant in the NBA again, which is fun. I I
2: like that, especially because they were getting so clowned with that trade they made for Gobert. I like the way they've looked all year. Burning ants prime years would bother me more than cats at this point. I've given up on cat a little more, even though he's he's turned it around. He's been good this year and he he put up a casual 50 in the All-Star game. My biggest issue is back to the same thing we say every playoffs when they come around. What do you do with Rudy Gobert, let alone Gobert and Cat on the floor? He's he's going to get played off the floor in smaller lineups. He's going to get put in pick and rolls where if you play a drop, it can be very tough in the playoffs against certain guards. I, I don't think any of that goes away.
0: I mean, do you? I think we have to wait and see. I think they have the right pieces now around the thing that the, the difference that I see now and a difference that a lot of people are talking about is – when Gobert is on the court and being a defensive anchor, he is now surrounded by other people who can play defense. It's no longer Donovan Mitchell, but it's Anthony Edwards. It's no longer Joe Ingles, who we were all saying he's an underrated defender. It's Jaden McDaniels, who's an absolute stud, right? So it's Conley who's still there and, and still can get to the right places. So he's got better perimeter defenders as the front line for him being the back line. So like are the closeouts a little quicker does he have to collapse less is he is he playing help defense a little bit less often you know so we'll we'll see we'll see what it gets to we um, we
2: w- we will see for the lineups where cat and Gobert are in the lineups give me the ball handler with cat on them or Gobert on them and the the picker whoever the other one is not guarding and tell me how they're going to move their feet laterally on the perimeter to deal with that, but but maybe they will. Maybe I'm,
0: this is going to, this is going to give us good fodder for the rapid fire section later at the pod. When I ask you to go take two teams and tell me who would win in a playoff series, you're going to get quite a few West teams lined up with some wolves. Give me one right now, golden state warriors or Timberwolves. who wins a playoff series. Wow. I, you know, I'm going Golden State. I know you probably think I'm crazy, you but idiot. I actually,
2: I actually think the, I have them on here. I think they can get hot for the back half of the season. I think that the, the game is literally different in the playoffs. You're allowed to foul. You try harder at a different level. And, you know, I could be wrong. P- probably betting money is against me. And I would have to see the Golden State Warriors actually get there. What are they in? Uh, they're not even in the play on game right now. Maybe they're in the 10 spot.
0: I think they might be in the 10 spot right now. We could bring up the standings in a second. But yeah, OK. Yeah. Uh, where are we going next Kevin Ali or George Carl
2: yeah take me to Kevin Ali because I kind of want to hear what you have to say on that I know you followed uh, him potentially being the the Pistons head coach for a while I, I'll I'll quickly say from the net standpoint I don't care this year this whole year is gone what do you think about Kevin Ali potentially being there long term
0: I think we'll, we'll see I don't really have much of an opinion on that I, honestly for his sake I hope it works out right because he seems to be a good development coach he's was won a championship with Kemba at UConn. Then he goes to G League Ignite and develops a lot of those guys who did really wet early in the draft and have showed some promise early in the league. We don't really have enough data to judge them so far. Um, the main thing is I'm happy for Kevin Ali because the dude got absolutely screwed by the Detroit Pistons this summer. And it's worth retelling the story and it's worth coming to like a consensus of like, good on the NBA, good on the Nets for giving him an opportunity and getting him a head coaching job this year. He was the G League Ignite's head coach. He has a relationship that goes back years with Detroit Pistons GM, Troy Weaver. He interviewed for the job multiple times. He was told he was going to get the job. It became public knowledge that uh, Kevin Ollie was going to get the job. He quits from G League Ignite. He posts to Instagram let a new chapter begin. You can go literally see that Instagram post and everyone from the Detroit Pistons fans is commenting, welcome to D, welcome to Motor City. Welcome to the D. We're excited to have you. Welcome to Motor City. You and Kate are going to crush it. Like we're going to love you and Ivy. Like all these things are starting to pop up. It is clear as day that Kevin Ollie is going to the Detroit Pistons until the owner, Tom Gorris comes in and says, hold the phone. I don't really think that's my guy. I want Monty Williams. Even though Monty Williams said no to the job, he goes, what is it going to take to get Monty Williams? Let's just offer him the bag. And Kevin Ollie gets absolutely screwed and doesn't even have his old job to go back to. So the Nets brought him in as an assistant thankfully because he had a relationship with Jacques Vaughn now he gets the job I even said on the last podcast that I did by myself AV in a betting episode that Jacques Vaughn was on the hottest seat in the NBA I said it's so hot that they're probably just going to let it ride and get to the end of the season and then figure out a replacement turns out they just waited till all-star break I literally said this on my last pod that Jacques Vaughn probably on the hottest seat and now we see it happen with Kevin Ollie. so I'm happy that he gets a job uh I'm excited that it's a Nets. You know, I'm a Nets fan going back to when I was an NBA fan. Now, I don't really root for anyone but the team I'm betting on uh, and enjoy watching the games. But I'm going to be excited to see him hopefully develop Bridges and hopefully develop Cam Johnson and hopefully develop uh, Cam Thomas to be able to be a little bit of a playmaker and Claxton to be a good rim runner and see what they can do. Because they're always linked to going in either direction, either being a buyer and trying to bring in someone like a Donovan Mitchell or they were heavily linked to Dame Lillard. Or are they sellers and going the other way, like offloading Dinwiddie and whatever? So and Royce O'Neill. So we'll see. We'll see which direction this goes. It's very up Bye. in the air.
2: Yeah, I, I like that. And so I, I have I have two quick takeaways from that. One, I'm trying to think of another interim coach who's made it in the NBA or had that be kind of a good stepping stone for them. I think of J.B. Bickerstaff as being like a multiple interim coach for teams. And finally, they gave him somewhere. I see Mike Woodson in there. Alec in the chat, appreciate you. Ended up stepping in for the for the Knicks. But uh, yeah, maybe that's a good path. I don't know. I, I was more, I just want to look at, at who else has, has gone that direction. And the other other thing is, is kind of a, a separate conversation, but it relates to the Nets, and it's something that you and I spoke about a lot uh, a couple of years back was this is why when you have KD, Kyrie, and Harden, even if it doesn't work, even if they keep getting hurt, even if they ask for trades out, you just keep them and you weather the storm no matter what time. because Own it gives you – I, it's, it's crazy. You have a chance to win a championship or you're middling and you suck sometimes and you're decent other times, but you had an actual chance to be the best team in the league. I forget who on that Bucks team came out and said it recently, but it's it's no secret that, you know, Kyrie or Harden doesn't get hurt there. KD's foot isn't on the line. They they sweep the the Bucks is what the player said. I forget who it was, bench player. They sweep them. So that's the team that ended up winning it all, and you traded that team away. Good luck.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the correct answer was you just get rid of Steve Nash. And AV, yeah, there was no exactly. one quicker. You said that. I agree. There was no yeah. one quicker than maybe the day he was hired that we got on the phone. And I was like, this is a, a disaster. Yeah. Like, what are doing got, bringing in three of to win whole- and a first year head coach?
2: The whole conversation when he got hired was like, is this white privilege? Like, why doesn't like black players and opportunities? And you were like, honestly, I don't even know the answer to that. I just know that he's not the right coach for them. So it's like, however, they can you you get get someone that's
0: done it before? Can you get anyone that's been there before and coached a team before? Not even like, I didn't even know if he's coached a high school team before. (laughs) Yeah, It was insane to me. And they were uh, it, talking it about not- how he's going to bring in Amari and Raja Bell as his assistants. And I I'm know.
2: Like,
0: what I was, I was, are we talking about? They can't about? play, just right? They yeah. Ready win the <laughs> championship.
2: I agree. I agree.
0: Um, okay. Uh, George Carl's Twitter post. You seem to not even want to discuss this, but let's just oh, – just-
2: I just don't want to give him any
0: air. Okay. Here's what I'll say quickly on the George Carl Twitter
2: post is I don't mind that he has beef with certain players that might be hard-headed. I don't mind that he doesn't like mellow, all that sort of thing. I mind that like he's supposed to be this uh, this historic coach, and adult in the room. You know, a coach is like is like the not the parent, but sort of the adult a little bit, and you're not supposed to stoop to players' level. He's worse than that. He constantly is looking for drama, bringing up comments like this, steering the uh, the the conversation in, in either blatantly or subtly disrespectful ways. And it's like, I, don't don't do this, George Call. You 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 do not have the right to do this.
0: Is he a Hall of Fame coach yet?
2: The thing is, is he was a Hall of Fame coach the whole time he was coaching and he had all this respect.
0: Doesn't it, he have like the co- most, one of the most wins in NBA history?
2: He, like he does. And and he was respected. It was, you know, it was more during a time that like if a coach ever said something about the player and the player disagreed, the coach was just like objectively wrong. And now players are not only so much better at using their platform, they're so well spoken and able to kind of navigate the space that it's amazing that they can. You know, not only like set the truth straight, but actually, you know, be on even footing with with coach and stuff as it should be. But back then, you know, a coach said something about a player that was the word of God. You know, and and uh, and he benefited from that, and he's been out of the league for a while. For a coach that seems he's already in the Hall of Fame. There we go. From Alec, nice. He's he's been out of the league for a while. For a coach who's actually clearly good at the coaching part of his job, even if he can't manage players and egos.
0: So for people who are just watching this on the live stream or maybe listening to this on the podcast version later, um, George Carl tweeted, happy birthday to the champ, the ultimate team guy and the greatest player to wear number 15 in Denver Hoops history. And it's a picture of Nicole Jokic holding the NBA. uh, I think that's the finals MVP trophy. That's not the L.O.B. And he tags Carmelo Anthony as the lone person tagged because that's who he's essentially subtly shouting out by saying the greatest player to wear number 15, because, of course, that was Melo's number. And so he's taking a shot at Melo on Jokic's birthday for seemingly no reason at all, besides, I guess, old he's the new king of the hill of the old grumpy heads of the NBA.
2: It's so unnecessary. And it's like, think about Jokic as a person. You think that George Carl wants, I mean, that Jokic wants George Carl commandeering his birthday to, like, make Melo feel bad about himself? Like, what are you doing here? Last thing, terrible coach. I mean, great coach, terrible person. And so th- this is, by the way, this is Alex uh, MVP uh, episode right here. He's, he's crushing it in the chat. Not only was he a 2022 inductee, he has 1,175 wins. So it's crazy we're even talking about him like this because in the 90s or when he was last coaching, he was talking Charing about a month great. Yeah, and was, and, and some winner. playoff
0: upsets, those Andre Miller teams, the Paul Millsap teams, like they were actually always sneaky. Like they were never good enough to get over the hump. We know Denver just won their first championship last year. Yep, but they exceeded expectations. They, he they even exceeded expectations for that short stint that he had in Sacramento, and then it, it then went haywire with Boogie, another player that he has terrible relationships with. Yeah,
2: um, again, um, he's sticks all time, and everyone in front of him is a guaranteed
0: bona fide you know Hall of Famer. But. Favorite All-Star game moment is it just easily Sabrina versus Steph?
2: It's you know I don't think it's easily because I actually like the 3 point shootout also but it's it's just the shooting in general but I would say my favorite All-Star moment was you know, doing the the betting game with with you and Gibby and splitting everything up because uh, I know I know that the skills competition wasn't good, but I was actually into it a little because I had some money on it and I and and I wanted them to try. And when Ant came out shooting threes lefty, I was like, "Damn, I really hope this doesn't stick for all of All Star Weekend." So that I mean, that actually made it more entertaining for me.
0: Um, okay, a few questions for you. Um, does having the podcast version of talking about All-Star Weekend be the most fun part of All-Star Weekend, show that there's a problem with All-Star Weekend. Oh, the, the, I mean, the, there's such a problem. It's like if if I'm looking back at David Stern
2: and saying, like, we miss him in a time that, like, I love Adam Silver and I want everyone to get along and not have this sort of, you know, behind-closed-doors dictatorship, If I, I, then then something's really wrong because David Stern might be the only person who can kind of write this ship
0: um, or, or who could have rest in peace. <laughs> Um, I even saw that Adam silver was outspoken about wanting it to be competitive. And then it just was the complete opposite. So it's like almost even double bad because it's kind of a, I agree too. Yeah. It was, it wasn't even
2: like that. We heard him being outspoken, like begging the players. We heard him to the fans and media saying it will be, you know, maybe not guarantee Rashid Wallace style, but pretty much saying it's going to be more intense. It's here, more competitive. And it was brutal. I, I saw his, uh, I didn't even see all of the game. It was so bad, but I saw his trophy presentation where he, you know, he was like throwing shade. He was like, so I guess the East scored the most points here tonight. And here's the trophy. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is like on you. You're like throwing shade as if you're not the league, dog. You are the league.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I did not think it was a good look for the NBA. I also think Few things that I've saw in in reaction to it that I've firmly agreed with. One, I saw people say that All Star Game used to be an All Star weekend. Used to be like appointment viewing. Like I'm not making plans that weekend, or like yeah. if it is, it's with the boys. Like we're doing a pizza party. Like we're getting beers or whatever. If you're that age, or even like when when we were kids, it was like pizza party, someone's house, dunk contest. Don't text the girls tonight. Like we're sophomores <laughs> in high school. We're just doing boys' night. Um, now it's like, that's a joke. I was ready to, you know, cook something for myself at halftime and yeah, take a shower yeah. and go work out. I was like, should I just go for a r-? I ended up going to the gym and putting it on my phone and watching the dunk contest like on the treadmill. Um, First time I actively went for a run since back surgery, A.B. Wow. Positive. Respect. I got you, dog. Two and a half miles in 20 minutes. That's what Whoa, I did. Whoa.
2: First run. I mean, I, I play a lot of sports. I don't do a lot of two and a half mile runs. So respect.
0: There you go. Well. It's, it's not about being in shape it's more about being the, the impact of running
2: yeah getting know? back out there i mean so I, I think that when we were growing up the dunk contest was just such a staple that even if you know you only got one other good event from the rest you you knew you had something entertaining from vince carter on it was like you can't miss it what if something like that happens um but i, I mean even before that but just in our time i don't that's really when i started watching. But now it's yeah now it's like every single event could bust. It's it's too big of a risk. It's it's you can't get the good players to do the gun dunk contest. You can't get the good players who do the All Star game to take it seriously enough. You can't get them to put the three point shootout on the primetime spot like it deserves. It's yeah it's a mess.
0: Uh, Sabrina versus Steph was a lot of fun. It actually uh, was
2: the best case outcome, right? Again.
0: I hope they add in more. I don't want it to just be Caitlin Clark. I want like page Buker's there. I want uh, Brianna yeah, Stewart there. Yeah, I want exactly. like whoever whoever's the go. Who's the one that um won like four straight titles at UConn
2: for Maya Moore a while back? Oh, well, Brianna no. Stewart
0: was there. Brianna Stewart is she that who I'm thinking yeah. of? Yeah,
2: yeah, pr- probably is. Um, I mean, yeah, Kelsey Plum lit it up for a while. She wasn't UConn, yeah, but Bray you could Kelsey be another shooter. Plum. Yeah, I. And it's it's best case scenario outcome, right? Because obviously, you know, Sabrina should be there and she was wet and put up big numbers, um, and then step one, which is what everyone wants. You right. know, don't don't have the god lose his god status. But um, yeah. The, yeah, the, I the conversation. Love Kenny.
0: this is a different bear. This is a different I'm, bear. Yeah, um that, Kenny was, was a lot of yeah. fun. That was yeah. that was my favorite part. I but what I hated was I felt like anytime they talked to Sabrina after it, they were treating her like she had kid gloves.
2: Uh, yeah, it it was weird. They were like, "This is a Let big moment for like women
0: everywhere." Type. I agree. Like, it was it was a little odd. Caller who plays for the New York Liberty and does endless media and plays in front of big crowds. Like, what are we? Yeah. What are we talking to her? So weird.
2: Yeah, it was a little weird. It was like you wouldn't have thought this is the person that just won a competition. You'd be like that. You thought they just like won an election, and you're like giving them layup questions about how they're like going to lead the. The right. They week. were all very
0: yeah. prep questions about and <laughs> yeah. very basic answers and very like just hit her with the Sabrina. You hit nine of your first 10. Like, were, do you yeah, exactly. Did you think sadly, you had, it, like you think class, you had exactly. it in the bag? Exactly. Did you go cold? Did you get tired a little bit? Did you What you are you think? thinking when your money
2: rack comes up? Like these right. are I, I agree. I agree. And you saw her sort of I like the little cam of her watching when Steph shoots where she's you know looks like yeah. she's actually rooting for him. It's cool. Yeah. That that's a cool event. I'm I'm in for that moving on. I actually think while we're on the All-Star game, one of the bigger takeaways there is Dame's performance is actually not meaningless. Him winning the 3-point shootout and the dunk contest might actually give him some momentum in the last third of the season that he desperately wow. needed. He's been ice cold. That team's been a mess. If Dame turns it around and he's just hot now, that team locks up the second seed, which is a big deal. All-star game MVP, yeah, plus one to the three-point shootout, yeah.
0: So I was doing some updated win total um, writing, and I did the Bucks already. And I wrote, can't bet this team right now in, ter- in terms of a win total because – they could either continue to struggle or they could rip off 11 straight and it would be of yeah. no surprise. They, they do have a tough schedule down the stretch. They do have one of the harder schedules in the league. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see where they fall out, but I'm, I'm still a fan of doc rivers and I'm still uh in on Dame. So that would be an interesting turn of events that they, you know, the home run derby screws them. Well, if you win the three point competition, you actually catch fire for the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, Is that you want to use that as a launching point for one of your predictions the rest of the way?
2: I, you know, I do have that. That's funny. I do have that as one of my predictions, and since it's part of my uh, East prediction, that's so boring. On the other part, I will. So I have I have the Bucks locking up the two seed. The Cavs' hot streak ends a little bit, and then in the in the East, I have I know they're already way out in first, but I have the Celtics beating whatever their win expectations are for the last third, really locking up the first. Uh, the first seed and, and having some some narrative momentum going into the playoffs and no one can touch them wow
0: yeah i think it's going to go the other way for the celtics i think there's six games up on the the box yep, already exactly. it's the Cavs right Cavs. now six on the Cavs. so i think yeah. it's going to be they're going to have clearly the first seed they're going to be up six games in early april and it's going to be like let's get Tatum a few games off let's make sure Porzingis is healthy let's get Horford a few games off so he's good for his run so I think it's going to be more you know we're going to have that rest versus rust discussion for the Celtics in in time to come
2: we might I mean this is a team that in my mind has already been resting you know Tatum not Tatum and Brown no but they alternate Porzingis and Horford games essentially um, and they've and they've made that work they've done similarly with Drew and and Derek White uh, making sure that, that one of them is in for the game defensively, but I, yeah, look if in in the situation where they in their next ten games they win nine of them and now they're up enough, that's uh, pretty much one, what I'm predicting, <laughs> and then uh, and then they fall off a little bit. So that that's my prediction in in the East, and i um, in the West. Um, I, I know I know you have Dallas being hot too, so I, I'll I'll stick to the two teams. I have Dallas and Phoenix making a real run here there. They're sort of at that borderline playoff play-in five six seven number, um, and I think by the end of the season they will not be. They they will be clearly in the playoffs. I don't know what seed each, but probably home court advantage. Probably as long as they're not hurt, you're looking at them as a real contender. I like both those teams.
0: Let's bring up the Western Conference standings real quick. Uh, my thing was going to be was going to be that uh, Mavs have the best record for the rest of the way in the NBA. And so that's going to bring them. So Suns right now are the uh, Eastern conference. Yeah. Suns are the fifth back. Yeah. They're all close. Yeah. Right. Right. We have, we have Suns, Pelicans, Mavericks all bunched together. So yeah, I'm kind of with you, AV. Suns have the number one hardest schedule down the stretch and they just seem to have lost Beal for a few more weeks. So that's going to be something Mm -hmm. to watch. Uh, But, and and I'm kind of in on the Pelicans. I think the Mavericks, though, bring themselves out of the play-in and are a clear playoff team. And yeah. they're more in that four-five matchup than they are in the six-seven-eight range. And I think Mavs are going to be one of the sneakiest teams. I got them forty-two to one at MGM for a title run. Um, wow. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to go all the way, but I do think that's hedgeable. I think getting Gafford and getting PJ Washington securing up a little bit of rim protection and backline defense to go along with Kyrie and Luka they're a team that's truly built for a playoff run. Like they're they're yeah, built to I'm, win I'm playoff working. games and match up really well in a series.
2: Yeah, when you look at the checklist of what you want from a contender in the playoffs, they really have it all. When you have a guy like Luka, where he has a bona fide star, you build around. Now they have some bigs. They play defense. Kyrie has been there in the playoff as the number two. Again, I we've liked Dallas before going on playoff runs. And now they probably look the best they've ever looked with Luka after these trades. And just given that Kyrie's actually been there
0: and healthy and playing with him for a while. Okay. I, we have a few questions from people who have been watching. And then we're going to get into some rapid fire stuff. Uh, nice. Nets are a play-in team. So they are currently three games back of the Hawks or two and a half games back of the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, and then they they're games right back now. of the Bulls. They're,
2: they're, I mean, they might've been saying the Nets are a play team, like they'll become a playing team because the Bulls or the Hawks will drop out.
0: But right now- Right, no, that's out. what he, I think that's what he's saying. I think it's a prediction. He's saying they'll come in. I but mean, at,
2: with all due respect- New coach to going prediction.
0: to revitalize the team and bring in that top five defensive potential. Don't sleep.
2: Look, re- respect, and, and I hope they do because they don't deserve to fall off as hard as they did, but I'm looking at those teams right now, the Bulls, the Hawks, and the Nets that are 9, 10, 11, and I just don't care so much which of them get in because unlike the West where that, that same spot is occupied by the Kings, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Mavs in, in that playing game, those are real teams that I want to see in the playoffs. I just I don't care. Because I don't think the Nets, Hawks, or Bulls can make a real run. I think it just kind of shows how much worse the East is right now.
0: This is the race to watch right here. Five, yeah. six, seven to know who gets yeah. the seven seed in the East. Four-two. The Knicks could drop all the way down. I think, well, with Embiid being hurt, I think the the 76ers are the threat to drop. Pacers integrating new pieces, but you know, they're they've been winning some close games. Heat. They just lost Rogier for another good chunk, so they're going to be kind of the same team that we've seen all year. Uh, do they are they able to pull themselves out of it? Do the Magic get hot again? Because they're even tied with the Heat right there. So which of these teams can pull themselves out and land the six is going to be huge. Um, unless, would you rather get the seven and face the Cavs or get and be in have the play in or get the Bucks? Because you get a if you don't win your first play in game, then you get the Celtics, so you're kind of screwed.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think at that point that it's easy to kind of play around but between getting the the six. I mean, the uh, the six and the seven, I think it's too big of a risk in the playing games that you, you just have to win as much as you can and get in the playoffs. But I'd be interested to hear what closed doors conversations are like between assistant coaches, whether they're really gaming the, the number of wins like that to try and get a better matchup. Because no doubt the Celtics are the team to avoid in the East, not even close.
0: Okay, let's do some rapid-fire questions for you, A.V. Yeah. I'm going to hide the standings for a second. You have to choose one player that you prefer on your team if you're trying to win a seven-game series. Are you choosing LeBron James or Kevin Durant? K.D. Are you choosing LeBron James or Jason Tatum?
2: Give me Braun. I know people think I'm crazy.
0: Okay, so that also means KD over Tatum. Oh,
2: over Tatum. Because I'm I'm a little bit of an old head here. I think that you know they're not taking the regular season. I, I think season. it's Braun
0: over Braun over Braun over Braun. Braun, Braun over Braun. Everyone.
2: Fine. I, I think it's closer to me between Braun and KD than it is between either of them and Tatum. Even okay. though I I I know that you know Tatum is is not only the future but he's he's open. Luca or
0: Giannis. Oh man.
2: Can't I just, entertainment-wise, these are tough calls. Give, give me, even though he hasn't done it yet, give me Luka. I, I think bang, I, bang. I, I as an individual, you know, Giannis has more pieces around him. Give me Luka right now. that's are so tough, man.
0: What about versus Embiid?
2: I mean, Embiid's hurt, but the bigger thing is is I find it harder to win around a center in the, in the playoffs if you don't have a coach that knows how to get him into the right spots because it's very different just giving some guy the ball at the top of the key as a guard or a wing and saying, go get me one, versus a, a double to a big who can't catch closer than 14, 15 feet anywhere. You throw a double at him. It's very tough for him to, to run anything from himself. So, yeah, give me, give me the guard there.
0: And and would you I'm assuming that means you also take Giannis over Embiid with the just the way you described that?
2: I think I do, just cause it's a little easier to get more out of him. I know Embiid's been so dominant, and we may very may well see a dominant playoff run from him at some point that makes us really take this back, but I'm not there yet.
0: All right, let's go through some playoff series matchups. Thunder versus Lakers.
2: Oh, my God.
0: You know what? I mean, unless
2: the Lakers turn it around a little, still give me the thunder. The way that we talk about kind of small guards like Jalen Brunson, even though they're great, having trouble leading a team in the playoffs. I think SGA is past that threshold and he's more that, you know, that 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six long, defends well, gets to his spots, can bully littler guys where you don't have that problem. He actually is a, is a plus for you there as your guard, best player.
0: You seem to be up on the Mavs and down on the Timberwolves. Who's Who wins if they play each other?
2: Uh, give me the Mavs. I, again, wow. yeah, you'd, have to sh- you'd have to show me how in the playoffs Gobert is going to be any different, let alone if you're going to try and put him out there with Cat. I, I know that he has a high defensive rating, even with Cat at times, and even higher with Naz Reed when they're both on the court. But again, a lot of these predictions and, and picks that I'm making are indicative of how different the playoffs are than the regular season. It's actually a different sport. Different rules are called, um, and the things that make you good in the regular season don't translate.
0: We have to we have to gauge where this Timberwolves hatred goes, yeah, Lakers or Timberwolves. Lakers, yeah. Or right Timberwolves?
2: now, right now, you got to give me the Timberwolves. I haven't seen it that the Lakers can turn it around yet this season. But if they get hot, you know, given how AD defends the playoffs, given the way you and I both feel about LeBron, it's so much closer than people think.
0: All right, some cross conference matchups that we will never see: <laughs> Pelicans, Knicks.
2: Uh, if the Knicks are fully healthy and the way they were playing in their prime this year, actually give me the Knicks. I was I'm impressed. I I know what Tibbs can do to rally a defense. They're playing so hard in a way, in a defensive way that does actually translate uh, to to the playoffs. There and and while I like the Pelicans and I think they have potential, they, they're such a wild card up and down. And I don't know where Willie Green is as a playoff you know match for Tibbs.
0: Last one, Av. These two yeah. are currently lined up to face each other in the playoffs. If the season ended today, it is the brewing rivalry of the season. They are four and zero, I think, against them already. Pacers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, do the I mean, Pacers when I... continue their magic and beat them in a series, or are you still taking the Bucks and they're seemingly seven and a half point favorites in every game against the Pacers <laughs> but get waxed? Look, I'm I'm still taking the Bucs, but I'm mostly taking the Bucs
2: because I think Dame's gonna come out hotter. I think that this team is gonna look different by the time the playoffs start. If this if it started today, it would be closer. I loved the way the Pacers looked and that in season tournament and the way they took that seriously. So I know that when it gets to kind of that tougher playoff ball that a coach like Carlisle and a and a main offensive hub like Tyrese is enough to win games. I just I, I think the Bucks are a little bit better than them.
0: So two more questions I'm seeing. How do you fix the Bulls? I'll answer that quickly. You get them to sell the team. Um, who are your favorites in the West? Is it the veteran Clippers in Denver or young OKC and Mini? Clips in Denver. Woo! Clips in Denver, baby. Clips in Denver. Uh, yeah. Is it uh, Clips that's... or Denver, though? Which one's Which ones the uh it's it's there? it's still Denver till so you knock them off for
2: me, even though I love what the Clippers are doing. But I mean, for how do you fix the Bulls, too? That one's so sad because in, in terms of what they what they did and what they tried to do, I respect them. The Lonzo ball injury kills them. They got sort of unlucky with Vooch and how it fit and Levine. I, you got to you got to move off and just say that you failed, whether it was your fault or not. But that one makes me sad for Bulls fans.
0: Suns or the Thunder Timberwolves grouping? Suns. Okay, so you're really with the vets.
2: Yeah, I really am. I'm, I'm still too much with the vets, especially because the playoffs are so different Till you show me differently. I think one of the downsides with all the vets teams and players that I've picked is they are more likely to get injured. And so like you said, Beal and people like that are out. So I am thinking all these teams and picks are if they're healthy, if they're not, which they're more likely to be not, then they're not going to win.
0: So I think that's one of the most fun kind of rapid fire segments to do.
2: Yeah, I like that. That was good. And then
0: we, we can see how this shifts because we're answering this like right now. Like who wins if they play in a series right now, right? We're yeah. We're ob- obtaining playoff rules, but we're saying who wins if this game were to happen. The series starts tomorrow. Uh, this pod has been an MVP pod because we've had Alec in the wing. So we'll bring yeah, him in. Uh, Alec, you were on the trade deadline episode. You've also been producing all of the check ball episodes. So the people are starting to get to know you. Let's just jump right into it. Any any major takeaways that you want to add from today's show? You're muted. Oh, We got to right. <laughs> mute it. We got to mute it, good start. got to all right, go rest. ahead. All right,
1: hello everyone. Um, so a couple, yeah, a couple of things. The Celtics, I, when we're talking about Celtics, I think if I give you know predictions for the rest of the year, as good as they look when they're firing on all cylinders, in their losses, their collapses, which we've seen a couple times this year, it looks like the exact same things we saw in the postseason last year, which just worries me if I was a Celtics fan. Um, I, yeah, they have Kristaps. His health, of course, is a big one, too. He went right, he went down before the break again, I think. Um, but his health and then the coaching, the coaching, the late game execution, having the ball in Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown's hands, we've seen it so many times. And I just, if I was a Celtics fan, I would just be nervous that that's going to happen again, even though they look so, so good. And you can't argue that they are the best in the NBA right now.
0: Um, I also heard a really, I heard two really interesting points to jump piggyback off what Alec just said. Uh, Missoula has this philosophy that not only is the three the right shot as an offense, but it also best helps you to set up your defense. And best limits transition opportunities and best gets the opponent into a half court set. So part of Missoula's resistance and and uh what was what's the right word? Uh I don't even know what I'm what, the right the word that I'm looking for, uh that he's like all in on the three. It also helps their defense just as much as their offense. So they shoot 53s a game. And they hope to shoot 40%. There was that whole stat last season. Well, when they shoot 40%, they're 25 and two. And when they shoot under, they're like 19 and 19. Uh, we're going to see that again because he's so sold on that philosophy.
2: I w- look, I, I would trust the analytics on that. I'm not saying that you know my knee jerk reaction here is at all competes with that, so I, w- I will just want to see the numbers on that. But I would say in the playoffs, that changes a little because the biggest thing for why his theory works there is because a missed layup is most likely to lead to a made layup at the other end. And in the playoffs, you're cutting down on those fast breaks anyway because everyone is really hustling getting back versus in the regular season, not that they're not trying. But that's where the majority of fast break points come from. So And close out, out
0: threes are, are harder from the defense. All and of those. going over exactly. and under screens are, are more, you know, tighter holes. So, yeah, I, I I agree. The whole game tightens up and then relying on those deep shots, which are lower efficiency, to generate a higher volume of points becomes riskier, just inherently. Yep. So, definitely something to watch. The other thing that I saw mm-hmm. is, uh, or I think I heard J.J. Reddick say it, and he's like, screw all the analytics. Show me the analytics on... When Kevin Durant has that like pump fake, or really any player, it was in an, it was it was during a Suns game that I was watching the broadcast for. But Kevin Durant catches the ball, the three gets, flashes the pump fake, does the one dribble step into a like a long two, and JJ Redick is like, screw all the analytics that say he should be taking that three instead of that step in two. When you have a player in rhythm and with no defender in front of him versus someone closing out, give me the better shot for the for the one less point. And I just thought it was an interesting take that I think we don't really equate, you know, all of the necessar- all the necessary parts when we're thinking about true shooting percentage. We're just doing your field goal, your three-point efficiency times the amount of points that you generate versus your two point efficiency compared to the amount of points that you generate we're not really taking into account what those shots look like and which ones you're giving up versus taking the other so when you're the choices to give up that to get this it's a better shot to then go get this but then overall the three point looks like the better shot because you're taking it in more of the right moment so we also have to contextualize this into some of the uh statistics yeah um,
2: i'm i'm with you there boiling down to not every three is created the same not every two is created the same and then again to put it back to the playoffs there's a reason that you see so many more mid-range and so many more floaters in the playoffs because that's that's what you're getting when the defense is able to foul more and play so much harder so those become even better shots
0: so i saw the um this last thing that i looked for is Alc, do you have anything else that you want to add i i saw odds for best team for the rest of the season and i kind of wanted to to see if i could find that again
1: yeah while well, you look for it i'll just say um real quick with the Suns, i i'm also a little i'm a little uh skeptical of them mostly because of bradley beal i feel like they health, yeah. playing, sorry
0: just the health of the team in general
1: yeah just i mean they've their resurgence, you know, they stepped up when Beal finally got healthy. But just this year, I mean, I don't even know if this is all them. Back issues, rolled ankle, fractured nose, strained hamstring. It's a lot. It's a lot of different ailments for one guy. Who's Look at this
0: hamstring. chart. Look at this chart real quick, guys. These are the odds to. Uh, wait, hold on. These are the odds to be the best record for the second half of the year from now on. Um. Mavericks, 30 to one to make a to make a second half run with their new team. Like I take them over one, two, three, Suns schedule so hard. Warriors, I don't think so. Cleveland, they just played such an easy schedule. So they're probably a little bit lifted. Yeah, I don't hate Golden State. Take some time off. The Timberwolves, you know, kind of get a little lackadaisical a pairing of like Denver trying to surge for the one seed and Dallas to, to to like come out of the play in tournament. Those are very incentive based teams to keep winning that. I kind of like their plus odds.
2: Yeah, there's some value there. It's also, it's I I, I would have to look at past seasons, but you know, current record, not necessarily predictive of future record. We have things to take into account, like strength of schedule injuries and, and kind of what their goals are here. So I look, I, I like, the Celtics to get hot, but I'm surprised that they're, they're such a betting favorite here, given um, they don't need the wins in, in the right. way that a lot of these other teams do. But yeah.
0: yeah. Pacers are another interesting team because they could just win on any night because the offense and they have a lot of incentives to try and avoid that playing. Uh, yeah. It yeah, was, I, it was, I, was I cool like, to see a... Tyrese kind of validated as a legit star this weekend.
2: I know he was the ambassador. It was. This, was Tyrese was, this weekend. Tyrese Yeah, it really was so good. Good for him. That was a good positive takeaway.
0: And a a clear betting trick to always bet on the team that goes last in the skills competition. Uh, Always bet on the team, or and always bet on the player who's in their hometown for MVP because they're clearly going to be the one to try a lot. Yeah, especially if Dame Dame didn't
2: get hot, it was going to be Tyrese's. I mean, Dame got hot and took
0: over, and it might have still even should have been Tyrese's because Tyrese got really hot in the last two or three minutes again too after the votes were already in. He had like another eight points that's
2: interesting they vote before the game's over in a game like this it certainly doesn't
0: matter yeah exactly they should like, and and with the technology we have we should just it should just be a click a button to to vote on a screen it pops up and it should they we should do like live voting right we should make it a content piece to not not know who the voters are but like throw it on the big screen as the votes are coming in you start seeing the things
1: go to see it fluctuate yeah. in real time see yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's cool. a little
0: bit it's i mean I understand not doing that with finals MVP and sometimes in like a game seven, if it's a really close situation, but in a one-off all-star game, who the fuck cares? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that's the cause them,
1: they're, they're going to need as many ideas. They need as many ideas as possible to try and, uh, try and yeah. write this this
0: year were you happy to see no uh draft of the players or elimination? you know in? it
2: it doesn't matter if the game's going to be so bad so i i loved the draft when there was all this sort of nba beef and awkwardness you know where i was going to see these players having to draft each other where they don't like the, each other and um and you, <laughs> you see them throwing clipboard? shade And yup, and you see Chuck making comments so that they actually have to be confronted by this. I loved all that, but I didn't need the players to be split up. If East and West creates a rivalry where they play hard, great. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't matter again. So none of this matters. It's funny that they changed from Chris Paul's ELO technique when he's the only person in the last X years that made the game count. That All-Star game after he made the changes was the only good one in the last 10 years.
0: I saw some people giving out the under bet yesterday and then saying they forgot that the the ending changed. Mm, well you should remember like, that if you, you're betting you, on the all-star game specifically. In one in one know the rules of what you're betting on. <laughs> yeah, that would be cute. Two two, don't bet on an NBA All-Star Game under. And if you're gonna do so, I wouldn't do it publicly. Keep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that one to yourself. Yeah, it's it's a mess. I do hope they fix it. Uh, Alec, any last parting thoughts on like a uh, prediction for the rest of the way or any uh, any playoff matchups that we handed to AV that you feel strongly or differently about or parting um,
1: thoughts? Not particularly. I mean, mainly the Celtics and, um, and I would say, I guess, yeah, I'm with you. I would say even though, you know, coming from – i'd say you cannot underestimate the lakers uh regardless of how they look this year it was the same thing last year obviously they had the second half after the trade deadline but i think you can't underestimate lebron and ad both healthy in the playoffs i think they're yeah. they're almost as good as anyone the clippers are very scary nuggets obviously defending champs but i just don't think they can be taken for granted if they're healthy.
2: yeah L- last i would lakers, have said lakers is- over thunder a uh, same i would i would take like we took lakers over minnesota in the back and forth ad is the best playoff defender of the last 5 years 10 years the same Ooh. way we talk about godart go getting worse yeah i
0: have a i have a good question for you uh, av yeah, i asked yeah. you lebron versus kd i asked you uh first Tatum or whatever better playoff player in for a 7 game series lebron or ad
2: Oh, I mean, still the way that LeBron manipulates the game, I have him so high, but AD is is such a big deal because he's the best, uh, not only the best defender, the best big defender where you see so many good bigs drop off defensively. If you made the case for AD, I I would respect that because even the year they won it all, he had a case for overall MVP of the playoffs, not in the finals. LeBron did have better finals, but overall, AD was crushing it.
0: So I'm going to assume you go Tatum over AD as well?
2: I think I do, just because, you know, if you're building around one type of guy that you're saying, it it still is hard to build around that big, even though defensively he gives you so, so much. But he he gets himself into that conversation without being the main offensive guy, which is impressive.
0: Yeah, you probably still go Steph over AD, too, because of the offensive gravity. Just the gravity
2: and what you can do, yeah. But that's where you
0: maybe stop. Like, Booker versus AD, I might just prefer the defensive AD, like...
1: Oh Kawhi, you have to put over. Yeah,
0: Kawhi or Kawhi. LeBron, Alex. Dude, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi. I'm, I'm sorry. Seven yeah. game ser- series. Who do you want?
1: Kawhi, right now. I mean, good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was three. doing what he was doing before he got hurt spontaneously last year. He was just. I mean, that was a series against the Suns last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Healthy Kawhi is like two, three. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: like, yeah. yeah. Kawhi or Luca. Yeah, Kawhi. i, I, I wow. healthy and, okay, and, a healthy and right great, there. Kawhi. I still, yeah, still go Kawhi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted to. I saw earlier one thing I caught my attention was the Jalen J Dub, Jalen Brown ceiling. I think that was throwing shade at J Dub. Wow. I think, wow. He,
0: I think I like he's got a
1: higher okay, ceiling. Okay, okay, wait. Just
0: so you know, Brown. I wasn't throwing
1: shade. Jalen Brown. No, I know you weren't trying to in the NBA. He does, but something about he that top is 36
0: that, in an All Star game and participated <laughs> in slam dunk.
1: Of course, I I've got Jalen Brown on my fantasy team this year. I've been watching him closely. <laughs> the, uh but the the contract thing is that's not necessarily indicative of value just because the Celtics aren't going to lose him like they have that's, to pay him right exactly. Right, right. No, I agree. Which is I like sort of like the con- you know quarterback contracts whatever. It's like always going to go up for someone like that, but um that's a fun that's a fun debate
0: wow the ceiling of j-dub might be even higher than i could have even imagine that's a good way to end it thank you boys as always for tuning in thank you everyone for watching another episode of check ball we are going to start doing these check balls now that football has ended now that our sundays are clear every sunday we will try and get av for probably three out of four a month and then i will Sounds get right. either alec or someone else to come fill in the gaps. Av, I know I don't pay you the big big bucks to make your Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Tuesdays pod appearances on the Advantage, but you know we you still clock in regularly with me, and I'm very uh, I
2: love to be here. Look, I would have these conversations with you whether you recorded them with a microphone or not. So you you do whatever you need to do from your end. I'm here to talk ball.
0: Sounds good. All right, thank you as always to everyone who's watching, and peace out.